Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
The first four hours were simply in a moose bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure, you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend. XTENDAV.com. This judge has to make a decision. Are we to that point? I just told you before this podcast. So yesterday I said, I'm oddly comforted and have more confidence in six games. No, in Cade York because his name is sturdy. It's eight letters. I love it. Four letters in the first, four letters in the last. Symmetry. Just a sturdy, symmetric name. And somebody tweets at me, goes, no wonder I hate this account so much. All these awful takes. I went, what? I go, you're mad at me over eight over eight letters being in a name? I go, boys, we, we got we got to get a decision here. Mm-hmm. I go, people are getting attacked for no reason. I tweeted, this, out, this, I tweeted out I thought Baker Mayfield's going to be the starter, and I, it, it, I got a Baker war going on right now. And I said, man, this is not my intention. I do think I, I am surprised, and you're right about everything you just said. It has turned into battle mode over everything. And, you know, out there, I'll be honest, on, on social media the last two days, I am trying to create some conversations that are interesting to me. I am interested in why we all say Kevin Stavansky, me included, is a good coach. Why do we say that? And can we back it up? And then challenge us to come up with something. Because you know what, guys? We can't just talk about Sean Watson and the suspension every day. We're done asking. In fact, Keith, I'll uh, let you behind the curtain here. Keith's getting upset with us for asking our guests how many games. Because he's like, what are they supposed to say? The only reason I ask that is because I want an outsider's perspective. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason We were doing our own informal polling about this. What did Ken Weinman say yesterday? Uh, Did he say full season? He didn't say full season, did he? Eight games. He said eight games. Okay. But... Either way, people are getting mad at us for bringing up Baker Mayfield. Well, that's something we can talk about that people care about. Yes, sorry, sorry, people do care about Baker Mayfield here. He, outside of Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, mm-hmm. outside of them, yes, people care about Baker Mayfield more than those than everybody else. They care more about Baker Mayfield and his career than they do David Bell right now. Sorry, maybe that'll change. Maybe by week one that'll change. Yeah. But yes, Baker Mayfield matters to people in Cleveland, Ohio more than all those other guys. Am I wrong on that? I I think you're right. Oh, and you think I'm wrong? No. Well, I mean, we can take a little bit of a break. Well, yeah, a little bit. But we, you know, I do love David Bell. I I think the wording's not exactly correct. Okay, give him. I don't think it's that he matters more than them. It's that the, the outcome matters more. Guys, if I do, if we do together a segment on David Bell, who you have said you think he'll be a pro bowler Mm -hmm. at some point, I have said that I think he can be very reliable downgrade from Jarvis Landry, but a a reliable receiver for this team, Mm -hmm. even as a rookie. Kay, you'll listen to that segment. If we talk about Baker Mayfield for that segment, nobody is turning the dial. Nobody is. You guys are interested in Baker. You're interested on everything about Baker Mayfield. And we can tell. We see. We see the streaming numbers. We see them in real time. We know when people are turning the channel. Maybe you'll be interested in David Bell for a segment. But if I said, you know what? I have five more points to make about David Bell next segment. I don't think you're that interested. 
I yeah. would want to listen yeah. because I want to go, how many of these points are going to be good points? How can Give me five come up good with points five on more. David Bell. And that's yeah. coming from me, and I love David Bell. Mm-hmm. Well, it starts our new five good points series that we're going to ha- launch next that week. That is a good one. Start, a it good up, one. start it up tomorrow. But I do have five more points about Baker Mayfield. And every day of his training camp, and how fans are reacting in Carolina, he's getting and how reps the, the ones, and, and how the there you go, and how the media is reacting. We guys, we saw one, no, no, two clips. Actually, we end up seeing like five clips from Baker yesterday. Let's start out. First clip was him walking, him walking in with Sam. Oh, Darnold. him walking in. That's him right. Him walking in. Clip number two was the woman from Chagrin Falls wearing the Baker jersey, mm-hmm. uh, which Baker actually responded to later in the day. Mm-hmm. Clip three was interception, terrible. Inter- I don't, even, I, I don't understand what he was doing, you throwing the, the ball up. Him walking out to practice and the fans ch- cheering oh, for him, yes. yelling his name, and say- nobody saying anything to Sam Darnold. So he's walking next to Sam Darnold. That's already four. Then we have the the interviews after practice yesterday. There's already all this reaction, guys. We don't have much to react to Deshaun Watson. The team is not saying anything about Watson. Kevin Stefanski's given the same answer. He's like, I pretty much told you everything I can tell you. Uh, they asked, they asked uh, Miles Garrett about Deshaun Watson, yep. and he was nice. He was smiling. He was not mad at the media for asking. He just said, no, I mean, I really haven't thought that much about it. Now, we can get into whether or not we believe him. Uh, I, I imagine he's getting texts from his buddies every day. Do you think the decision comes down today? Just like we're texting each other. But they they did a half-assed walkthrough yesterday inside where it looked like they were going at less than one mile an hour. What are we supposed to react to that? I don't know how many games he's playing. So, sorry guys, right now Baker Mayfield's more interesting in Carolina than Watson is in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other way. You Tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, tweet at me. And tell me why it's, you think it's, it's different. Because down, it's a downer to sit there and wonder how many games he's going to be suspended for. We're not going to have his services. Right. If right. he's suspended, we're not going to have the best player on the team's services yeah. for a period of time. Where the other one, well, he may start or he may not. What if he loses this competition? Quarterback competitions are always more interesting. Uh, yes, he's wearing a different uniform, but that's interesting. Seeing Baker... In a uniform that isn't the Browns, we thought he'd be on the Sherwin-Williams building. The side of the Sherwin-Williams building, did we not? We thought he has a chance to be there after he won the playoff game. And now he's wearing a Panther uniform? Guys, you're lying to yourself if you're not admitting that you want to see. If he wasn't playing the Browns. the, the, The fight of people cussing each other out on my phone right now over Baker Mayfield proves it. I'm sorry. It Nobody's does. cussing each other out over David and, Bell. And they are cussing each other out. I, I, people are calling each other right now as I say this. Every name in the book on my Twitter account right and now. Because I said, Baker Mayfield's going to start. And furthermore, if Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback of the Browns in week one, and say the Browns were playing the Jets, and Baker Mayfield, Carolina was playing anybody, and that game was on television, of course you'd watch the Browns. Of course. It's the Browns. It's game one. Yeah. You'd be pretty damn interested in Baker's first five throws. The best. You'd be moment, pretty damn think, interested. You might. You might go back and forth. For a lot of folks, their perfect Sunday will be Browns winning, Baker losing, mm-hmm. Carolina. Bingo. Yep. Bingo. That's what. And let's be. say if those games were not at the same time, and again we know they're playing Carolina, but if Baker was in the four o'clock slot, I don't care who he's going up against. He go up against anybody. You're watching that game beyond any other game in the league that week. Come on. Browns fans, don't lie. So he is interesting. We can just all agree 
Baker's interesting. Yes. How does the conversation die? I mapped this out with you yesterday on the phone. If the Browns beat the you-know-what out of Baker Mayfield and Carolina, and it looks like the four-interception game or the T.J. Watt game, and that's how it looks in the opener, I kind of think we're done with Baker for a while. I kind of think we're done with him, and now he's not as interesting because now we can just go in the category of the Browns did the right thing, guys. Come on. We all know it. You knew it in the back of your head, but now you can admit it. Baker's an average quarterback. He has his highs. He has his lows. He's very inconsistent. He's somewhere else now. We played him. We're never going to play against him again, most likely, That him as a starter. At least it'll be a year because he'd have to be on a different team and they'd have to be on the schedule. Most yeah. likely that's it. We can wash our hands with the whole experience. But up until then, mm-hmm. we know more about Baker Mayfield in Carolina than we do about Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, unfortunately. That's true. That's true. Did I make a case? Did I make a compelling you case? You have made your case. You want to do NASCAR before Ohio State or after Ohio State? I want to go to Ohio State first. Okay. I want to know. Well, you didn't. You didn't no, no. seem to give a bleep but, about it when I brought it so up. I, now you have time. We have time for you to sell it because I was just having trouble conceptualizing. Ryan Day, Ryan Day said yesterday at Big Ten Media Days, it was. Uh, I, I know there were other players, but C.J. Stroud. I love yep. C.J. Stroud. And, Smith and uh, Jigmo was out there boy, yesterday. It, I, it, Brian Hartline. If he goes, I want to be a head coach. Do, do teams fire? How many? How many programs fire their coach to give Brian Hartline a chance at a job right now? If Brian Oof. Hartline says, "I'm ready to be a head coach. I would like to be a head coach." How many teams go? We will fire our guy right now if he'll come here because of what he's doing with recruiting. I think there'd be interest if Marcus because Freeman could be on that rocket ship. Why couldn't Brian Hartline? Like, let's like let's get you a good coordinator. Let's get you a good defensive coordinator. You're a salesman. Go to the top. But at the same time, like when you do, if you were to draft coaches in college football, if we were going to go like down this room, down this room, and and we got all the names, when would we get to a head coach? If we went three, if we went three guys right here, would would Saban be number one overall, or would he? Excuse me, would he be the first head coach taken? Would he be number one overall? Because you look at recruiting, mm-hmm. Larry Johnson, uh, Brian Hartline, yep. I think before you went to Marcus Freeman because it's hard to recruit at Notre Dame because of the standard. He's recruiting great and so he's far. Recruiting like, there, are some play- there are some players that I'm seeing Notre Dame in the mix for. That you recently. haven't seen them in the mix. I'm like, holy <laughs> cow, yeah. And so you, you start I – mean, recruiting is the name of the game. Because I, yeah. I, you, you have confidence in your coaching. Yeah, I coach him up. I need to get him though. I gotta get him. And now with NIL, it's changed. And Brian Hartline's just at a different level. And so I wonder how many how many programs, how many athletic directors would consider firing their coach right now if Brian Hartline were interested. I'd say like I'd Brian say Hartline some, yeah. wouldn't be interested in a no offense to the Mac a Mac job. He wouldn't be interested in no. pretty much any Group of Five job. No, that, take that out. He wouldn't no. be interested in anything Pac-12 or Big 12 right now because of the uncertainty. Yo, you don't think he would be? I don't think he a would head be. coaching job at say. <sighs> Maybe Oregon? Oh, at Oregon, yes. He'd take the Oregon job right now. Would he? Yeah. You might assume that they're going to be in the Big Ten, but I got no assumption right now. And I, to, to me, isn't the smart money – well, this is a great conversation all of a sudden. 
isn't the smart money that the Pac-12 is either going to dissolve or try to form with the Big 12? Yeah, but Oregon's different than the rest of the Pac-12. They are, but they're the only one that's left that's and even what they worth would thinking pay about. Him. That's why I said maybe them. Yeah. Arizona State's a great location. Arizona mm. State's a great student yeah. body. I think there's more money than people give it credit for, but I don't think it's a bad place. I don't, don't know why you can't. I don't know why guys can't win there. I I, I don't know. Like you don't Kurt, have the Kurt pressure. Win eight games, but he's doing it the wrong way, according to everybody who covers them. So. But you don't you don't have the fervent pressure that you would have at some of the other schools. That's true. Like you could walk on Arizona State and be a casual, be a casual mediocre coach for three years, and you still feel good. Yeah. Great place to be. Great place to travel in and out of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Arizona? You have, right? Yeah, I've been to Arizona I've never, State. I've never I sat been. in wow. on a class. I sat in on two classes at the prestigious Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. And I sat there in a class and I said, no effing way. I was staring, Kenny. At the, I was oh. staring at women in this class. I was talking. I go, uh, where does everybody go to hang out? I, I played that card. I played the, hey, I'm visiting. I might end up I coming here card. Yeah. And it was incredible. And they were very nice. They were very nice. They were very blonde. Uh, they were very voluptuous. Uh, you know, the, 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 the urban legend out there is that there's a lot of L.A., obviously. And mm. that's not urban legend. There's a lot of L.A. there. Um, influence. Yeah. There's obviously people from Arizona too, and Scottsdale, and everything. That on your 18th birthday or your high school graduation, uh, you get to receive as part of your gift enhancements. I said, "Well, that can't Jesus be." Christ. And then I went out there, and I'm like, "It is. That's what they do. They're all millionaires. They absolutely get this. This is what they get when they graduate." Oh, and it's 100 percent true. I don't even, don't even tell me it's urban legend. It's true. My but uh, you'd so be very distracted. When I was at the pizza shop when I was a kid. The owner's brother did exceedingly well with uh, women here in Ohio. And we asked him one day, we're like, what is this? Now, he's 10 years older than mm-hmm. we are at the time. And he goes, I'm from San Diego. And we went, we were like, really? He goes, San Diego is a different area here. He goes, people are born and raised and die in Ohio. And they just are what they are. I'm in Canton, Ohio. Yeah. No offense. There's beautiful people. There are Playboy models, or there have been Playboy centerfolds from Canton, mm-hmm. actually. However, he goes, San Diego's gorgeous. It's a beautiful area. It's just south of L.A. People people go there. The most beautiful people in the world go there. And then they then we go to L.A. And I've been to, he's like, I've been to L.A. You, you must be of a different, you must talk to people differently. You have to step up your game. Yeah. So when he came, this is a weird way to say it. It's like going down to the minors and facing those pitchers. <laughs> when he's coming to Canton, it was a different <laughs> animal. Anyway. I love that. No, I, I, I want to meet him someday. Oh. Seems like a legend. Yeah, I think he's actually back out in San Diego. Um, <laughs> he's got to be, no, I'm th- he's got to be 46. Tell him so, to have us next year. That's our next vacation. Yeah, San Diego. So, um, <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I look, Oregon would be the only place. Because and the only thing mm. is, is, you just assume Oregon will join the Big Ten. What about going to Seattle? Going to UW? We talk about how. First of all, what a setup for that stadium. They have tailgating yeah, on the yachts. The an, tech money that's it's out there. Beautiful. It's the most beautiful site. And co- people say that it's the most beautiful site in college football. Stadium's which, loud. Yeah, but I, I still uh, like. They, well, no, because they say it's picturesque and beautiful because of the bay. I, uh, I tend to disagree. But everybody will tell you, the NFL teams will tell you. Love their uniforms and colors. 
it's an outpost. It's so yeah. hard to get to. So You're far. You're a thousand miles away from everywhere. Not easy to fly. It, it, it really isn't. You're a thousand miles away from everywhere. Cleveland, by the way, it, look it up right now. Look at how hard it is to go from Cleveland. So imagine if you're recruiting and you're recruiting guys from Ohio and now you got NIL money and everything, you got to get them. You got to get them to fly out there to begin with. Gonna, okay, so go look at how gonna, hard it is to I'm fly gonna, from Seattle. Well, to JetBlue now owns Spirit. That's true. So. Can I break another wall here? Go ahead. So, you know, I play my dynasty on uh, mm-hmm. yeah. NCAA football. So I started with Wyoming last year. And the schedule is a schedule. How do they do against and, Northern Illinois? Uh, no, remember, this is, this oh, is NCAA you'd... 14. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got to go backwards. So. Don't have the schedule. I thought about that, though, when you were doing that game. and go, <laughs> oh, this is great. But um, in, uh, no, you're all lying. If you play college football and you play dynasty, you you become a fan of the team that yes, you are. I agree. You pay attention to. I will follow them on Twitter. I've gone as far. I hate this. I, this is another thing. I downloaded the Wyoming app. The Wyoming I love sports that. app. I love I that. I downloaded it. So now that I've embarrassed myself thoroughly, <laughs> I actually just I I was like, Boy. so I opened up the season with Oregon, and I Googled the flight. And oh you think God. it's right there. It's Wyoming. The Laramie? No. It took, yeah, from Laramie, Wyoming. Where do you fly into? To, uh, well. Denver? No, 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 no. Oregon is. Uh, Eugene? Oh, Eugene, you're talking about. Wait, yeah. you're talking about going where to where. I'm sorry. So Wyoming to Oregon. Oh, okay, yeah. University of Wyoming to University of Oregon. It was like a six-hour flight. <laughs> I was like, how? 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 Are you connecting? And it's like, it's impossible to drive it. You're going through the mountains, Ooh. so you can't you, unless you want the University of Wyoming football team to be the freaking Donner Party. <laughs> you can't do that, so you had to fly. And I'm going, holy crap! That's how much of it. That's Oregon, Wisconsin, or excuse me, Washington, yeah. Seattle. Now Seattle's a major airport. Maybe you cut some time down, and maybe maybe I was looking it up wrong. I'm sure Cool Trav's listening. He'll figure it out for me. But it's an outpost. It's that much of an outpost. It so is, yeah. Seattle, it's out there. Don James, who's from Maslin, won a national championship there. And I know NCAA violated it. It's an outpost. And I, I think that we always kind of undersell that because we're adults. And I'm like, well, I'd love to go see Seattle. I think it's beautiful. I'd like to go to Seattle, and I'd like to go to Vancouver. I think that'd, that'd be a be lot awesome, of fun. That'd be awesome, yeah. But it's, it's not for, – for college kids, it's different because it's like, well, I want to go home, and I'm from I'm – from, you know, maybe Newark, New Jersey. That's impossible. Oh no! Like yeah. unless UW's your only big D one scholarship offer, six six hour flight. Yeah, it's like you're going to London. So, I uh, I, I don't think that they'd be the place in the mm-hmm. Big Twelve. I don't think that that he'd go anywhere. So I think it would come down to SEC, mid level SEC, mid level Big Ten mm-hmm. is the lowest he'd go. And so it's like Penn State, would would he be hired at Penn State if they were to move on from James Franklin? Oh, they would love you to steal Hardline, some of the thunder from Ohio State. Coach well, be, State. Yeah, I mean, these teams are trying to capitalize on new energy, and immediately he'd bring, would he be able to bring a wide receiver recruit with him, mm-hmm. a quarterback? And this is the thing that kind of scares me about, I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that scares me a little bit about Matt Campbell. Now, you and I love are big fans of Matt we Campbell. We are big proponents. Now, we can talk like this. We do not talk. I I do not talk to him or the family about any of those other things. But we are so focused on recruiting anymore that I think really good football coaches, really good developers, are are almost used as a secondary. Like Dave Clawson down at Wake Forest, mm-hmm. 
they make sure at Wake Forest they get old and they stay old, right? So their whole thing is we bring them in, we redshirt them. Unless they're that good. But if they're that good, they ain't going to Wake Forest. And they redshirt them and they play older guys who are experienced. And they beat guys with their experience because they know how to play. And in the ACC, there's a lot of teams trying to hot shot it. So they're playing these kids who are going to turn over the ball. Playing 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, yeah. So that's why they're in there. And sometimes you get a really good class. And Wake Forest has got a really good class. And they, what, they start off 6 or 7-0 and last year. And they'll probably, what's the over-under, 7.5, 8 8.5 is kind of high. I'd take them to go 8-4 and four this year. And if they stumble on a good quarterback? Yeah. And if they, exactly. And so I think Matt's kind of the same way, where it's like, hey, come to Iowa State. He, the, veteran, the veterans, the seniors that they had last year, it, obviously it meant a lot to them. But it's like, can you rise up from Iowa State to some of these other places? Mm-hmm. Or, and Dave Clawson's old, so you can't really put him in that category. Is it just better for you to go to a place where game planning, coaching, all those things are just the premium? That's the, that's the league. You go to the league instead of, well, you know, it's 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 Iowa State and Iowa State's you can make you can you can scratch out some wins. It's very hard to win there, as we can see. You can scratch out some wins, do some things great, and if you hit it at the right time, you go to Penn State. Mm-hmm. You hit it at the right time, you can go to one of you know, we had didn't no, he went from Ohio State to Iowa State. That was um Earl Bruce. Yeah. But you can go from uh, Iowa This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. State to somewhere else. Like maybe, I don't think, I don't know if it's like that anymore. It scares me. And I'll tell you, the you cons- got to be a salesman now. The considerations too from recruits, we talk about retention and Ryan Day, getting back to Ryan Day. Ryan Day said last year it'll cost people around the program like $13 million to mm-hmm. retain. Forget about new NIL for new players yeah. and the new big recruits. And the new quarterback, my God, the quarterback alone, we could be talking high six figures, maybe into seven figures. But for retention, how do you keep the guys that just had a great year when they have the NFL staring at them or maybe a bigger offer in the SEC? You saw what happened with Joe Burrow. He was able to go and win a national championship at a Heisman. That's an anomaly, but who knows? You had uh, a big-time wide receiver. 
I mean, big-time wide receiver that was Ohio State, ends up at Alabama, and look what happens in what? Jameson Williams, right? Yeah. yeah. So you have retention now is going to be the name of the game for guys that maybe don't even have good years at Ohio State, for guys that couldn't get on the field right away, and now you have big-time coaches at other schools going, hey, we know how good you are. You were at Ohio State. They're already misusing you, and they're already recruiting behind you. Come play with us, and we'll get you some NIL money. So now retention is the name of the game, too. And I don't know that we know if these schools are going to get it right when it comes to retaining all the talent on your roster. It's going to be in flux every single year, and there's going to be a meat market. I was thinking about a a kid I know from Northeast Ohio that was at a certain Big 12 school where that head coach was getting uh, thrown around for the rumor mill for taking a bigger job, and then that kid wasn't great, wasn't playing right away, and was wondering... Uh, where should I go? What should I do? Mm-hmm. You see how hard this mm-hmm. gets every year because you don't know where the coach is going. Yeah. And you don't know if the coach is staying. And more and more, you can't help but preach. It's like, I think the teams always, I think players always say, you pick the school, not the coach, to make themselves feel better when the mm-hmm. coach leaves. But it is the truth, isn't it? But look at Lincoln Riley. It is the truth. Lincoln Riley moves, and how many kids is he taking with him? To USC. Yeah. It yeah. is hard. It is hard to preach anything Boy, right now, Ken. You are right about the school, but it is hard. Well, I think they're right about the school, but it, mm-hmm. it, it is hard. I, I mean, I just it, it makes me feel differently about it when guys like I I said that where I forget who the players were. They have like a player podcast <laughs> on. I know I saw the same thing. They have a player podcast on from Notre Dame, and when Brian Kelly left, the players like they had I, I remember immediate that. Yep. reaction when Brian Kelly left, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, it sucks." I know, but they say. You pick the school, not the not the coach. It's like at Notre Dame, Notre Dame. You can sell Notre Dame as Notre Dame. Yeah, but like Iowa State, like you got to be careful there, and that's why. Like, and honestly, you and I are very careful to to not want to know things, um, because I don't want to know things. Because there's, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to mess with anything. Recruiting is so crucial, and like, if there's a kid from Boca Raton, Florida, and he's thinking about Iowa State. He's thinking about Iowa State because of the coaches. To go stand in a cornfield when you have other options? I mean, I can go to UCF and yeah. go play in o- oh Orlando, Florida, have fun. I'm going to go to Iowa State and go hang out in Ames, Iowa. I like Ames, Iowa. I'm a 36-year-old man from the Midwest. I ain't, I'm not 20 years old or 18 years old. God, when I was UCF, 18 years old, I didn't care for Ames, Iowa. Arizona, Arizona State. <laughs> there are so many programs yeah. I can't. I can't even. Fat, some of the California schools. There are so many programs you can go to and have a very different life. It's true. So you better be really into football. Ryan Day said yesterday that at a lot of schools, eleven and two in the Rose Bowls, a great season, not for Ohio State. And so many fans said he's right, and they are right. The question, though, is for an Ohio State fan. And really What's your for question? You, what can you really do? I, I expect now Ryan Day to compete for a national championship every year. So that means he that I, I expect and believe that he can do all the following. Beat Michigan every year or most years, obviously, not last year. Uh, win the Big Ten Conference basically every year. Go to the playoffs. Compete for the national championship. If he does these things, if he wins Michigan, beats Michigan, wins the Big Ten Championship, mm-hmm. 
and say he just goes to the national championship game the next three years and loses. And loses. Say he wins the semifinal game each of the next three years and loses the national championship game. There are going to be fans all over the state pissed off for greatness. And we'll end up getting calls. What are you going to do? Yeah, are we ever going to win again? <laughs> are we You're ever going to win? You can't. like Because some people said, well, there's... You don't want to use the term hot seat. Because we know in common sense there's no such thing. It's like, what do you do? What can you do? So then, by year three, if you were to lose the national championship again, I think an Ohio State fan in some warped way, you have to hope. An Ohio State fan will never hope you lose to Michigan. But you have to find a way to not be so upset if you lost to Michigan and you turn in some 9-3 and three season because the people with the money and the power, you have to make it apparent that this is not the guy. And to me, it's fascinating. Because if Ryan Day does all those things, all the billionaire boosters, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I am wrong, I don't think I am, all those billionaire boosters are getting what they want. You're competing for national championships. If you lose, if you end up losing to, I don't know, A&M, A&M's a team that's on the rise, the recruiting, Jimbo, the whole thing, maybe that might stick in their craw going, we're used to Alabama being there, we're used to Clemson being there, we're even used to Georgia because it's the SEC. A&M, 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 I'm not so sure. Because A&M started spending major money, but A&M has had some poop years here and there. I mean, there was some Dennis Fanchione yeah. and oh, things I remember. like that. There's been some poop. That, I think, might send some people the wrong way. But, it's again, what are you going to do? You can't fire the guy for winning a slew of games and not, getting to the na- and not winning the national championship because you're in the national championship every year. And I look back on it. Owen's a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. We're Browns fans. There was a time where because they have a bigger playoff system, because you lose games in the regular season, and you can't in college football, there was a time where both of our fan bases believed it was a good idea to move on from Marty Schottenheimer. Not as many Browns fans as maybe Kansas City fans. He'd been there a longer time in Kansas City, had a bigger body of work in Kansas City, probably had more first-round exits in Kansas City. Now, I'm guessing off the top of my head, on. Well, he... He left. He quit. But there were people who wanted there him gone. There were a couple. I don't think as many. Because he had a ton of 13-3 and three and then lose in the first round of playoffs. So, yeah. but, and there were people who talked themselves here, there, yeah. San Diego. And the Washington, that, yeah. Washington, that this is not a guy who can do it. And how many, how, how many of those, <sighs> with the exception of Kansas City now... How many of those those franchises regretted it right after all of oh. them? By the way, they all Schottenheimer it. went twelve and four, ten and five, ten and six fired. Can you lose in the playoffs? San Diego you, and San Diego went yeah. fifteen and one, didn't he? I believe so. And yeah. got fired. It, I mean, <laughs> or twelve and four. You, you get, it was Marty Ball. You get that? Yeah. yeah. You get that? Like it's it's a te- these are terrible decisions. And I would and, and fourteen going, and two got fired. Boy, you're looking at teams. You're looking at franchises yeah. that made mis- huge mistakes firing that man. Yeah, who's ever happy uh, when you really look at it, when you go back and look at some of the firings in that situation? We're brought to you by Extend. Oftentimes it is, man, grass wasn't greener. Yeah. It really wasn't. We, we, we got rid of him for Bud Carson. So I say, I look at an Ohio State fan and I go, because I'm not an Ohio State fan. I grew up one, but I look at an Ohio State fan. I go, what do you guys do? I ask you, mm-hmm. what do you do? Because there's... I think the thought in Columbus for most people, Kenny, is that 
he is going to coach here. The hope is he'll win a national championship, and then he's going to leave for the. He's going to leave. Maybe not after that year. Maybe it'll be a year later. Then, but he will leave for the Luke, NFL. Luke we, yeah, we all think he's leaving for the NFL. We all. I'd be shocked if he is here for a decade. You know what? Did uh, Urban ended up being in Columbus for how long? Trestle was there a decade. Eight years, maybe. Um, seven. Seven. Yeah, seven sounds about right. And he was there then, and Luke Fickle is who everybody assumes. And honestly, we're greedy. Mm-hmm. We think if we can't get Luke Fickle for whatever reason, you get anybody. that you'd get Marcus Freeman. If Freeman yeah. was at Notre Dame, wow. Freeman, will, Freeman will come home yeah. and coach Ohio State, and that'll be the end of the story. No restrictions. Yeah. No restrictions. I mean, you can't be an idiot and just get into Ohio State, but they'll work with you a lot more than they will Notre Dame. Because remember, we always had the, uh, Le'Veon, the Le'Veon Bell conversation where – there were there are players like Le'Veon Bell's from Columbus, right? And it's like, well, you could take risks on certain guys, but you got to figure out which ones you can't, you don't want to take risks on. And that's that's Ohio State elite program question too. Did you see J.T. Barrett? Uh, by by the yeah. way, the hired by the Lions as yeah. an offensive assistant. I saw that. So now you monitor J.T. Barrett for the next decade. Yes, you do, and see what happens. Yes, Starting in the NFL, maybe he uses that to go to college to recruit. Like you just mm-hmm. you just always wonder about how all these work because you don't know you don't know why these guys are playing. You know, like I covered. You know what I realized? I have a one on one interview. It's not on tape anywhere. I looked on the website. I have a one on one interview with Pat McAfee. I totally forgot. That I was covering West Virginia when he was with the Mountaineers. I went uh, to, what is it, uh, Morgantown. Wow. And I spent the night and did a media day. And I interviewed one-on-one Pat McAfee. And he was not this. He was pretty entertaining. But he was well, not this. He's, he was in college. Yeah. And he's, you know, you got media people in your ear. Don't say anything, you stupid mm-hmm. punter. And so he's going to be more buttoned up. But you never know. You never know. There's some guys. What a personality that guy is. Once, a a, once in a Can't while. Help, but I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome to think about that. I. Uh, are we done with the Ryan Day conversation? I think we've only just begun we've only the Ryan Day just... conversation. Spill it over to tomorrow. You want me to try to do the NASCAR thing quick? Quickly, because I don't understand how you can have a pre-race inspection. Correct me if I'm wrong. Have a pre-race inspection. Go run the race. Go win the freaking race. Have your teammate finish second in the freaking race. And then afterwards, uh, yoink, you no longer won the race. Just, there's there's so many things that I don't. I just don't think they check for. <laughs> wait, just wait a second. Oh, what happened? Uh-oh. All right, I guess now he's playing begin. the music. Oh. Well, I'm not, it's going to be a bad example. This is a brand new car, and I'm not sure of the specifications of it. And I think even a lot of people who so are So why did they let him run the race? I don't know. They, they gave an explanation, which I didn't like the explanation. It's not very good so far. They gave an explanation like, oh, we didn't check for this and that. We we, we don't check for this and that. We There's things they check for in post-race that I guess mm-hmm. they don't check for in the pre-race. And one of them is the front valence, the front clip, and how I guess they added more tape and you're not allowed to do that. And you have a new Was car. Was it red tape? Well, obviously we're tied up in red tape. Okay. We're tied did, up in litigation Did they now. check the viscosity? No, they did oh, not. I've what heard is motor that's a big tre- one. What did Motor Trend say? Well, it, this had, I don't think this has JD anything Power to do with and Associates, did they weigh in? <laughs> but anyway, I uh, 
I'm actually like I'm bothered by your guys' really questions. Upset. I'm sorry. Kenny's so I'm upset sorry. right now. I didn't know why I acted like, oh, God, stop. Don't you like it when you go into AutoZone and they have the little thing with the gears and you can turn that it and see awesome. the viscosity? I mean, oh, awesome. my God. I mean, I need the guys at AutoZone to replace my freaking windshield wipers. And we're asking about NASCAR. I always have to look up how to replace the windshield wipers not easy. every single fall. It's not easy. I remember you got to do it every fall. Yep. Every fall, Because they're only going to bust when you need them. They yep. don't bust when you don't need them. I had, a, I had the motor go out on me once. The the, uh, the windshield wiper motor. You're not going to want that to happen. Nope. How do you My recover from that? Yet, uh, got to put it. It's going to be more shoestring to there and pull on it. I think this is the first race since 1960 that they've disqualified a winner. And they said they were going to do it. They're going to be so tough with it because it's a new car. And they when they have a new car... They're, they call it really tight. You don't give a bleep at all what I'm saying I do. Right now. I do. Okay. So I'm not necessarily surprised because I knew some guys were going to get hammered for it. I just didn't know we'd have a race winner taken okay. out and, or disqualified and a second place finisher. Imagine if in golf, okay, who's still on the tour? I don't even know. Scheffler, okay. Brant Snedeker. Brant Snedeker goes out there, wins the Masters, and had a pre-tournament inspection of his golf balls and his driver. Mm-hmm. And then he wins the Masters. And Jim Nance is saying, my God, Brant Snedeker that's, does it again. That's the beauty of racing, brother. And then they go, no, Snedeker didn't do it. And what makes it even better, this is what makes it even better, is that you're kind of supposed to, cheating's the wrong word. <laughs> he cheated. You're kind of supposed to cheat. Right. Drivers will say, Dale right. Earnhardt Jr. will say, he wants to be told, even if they ain't cheating, he wants to be told. because We push the limits. Because it helps you, as a driver, push the limits. It's like Days of Thunder. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen Days of Thunder. I have. The tires are matched, specialed, and staggered perfect. If you take it into four, you can hold. He's just BSing them. You want your driver to have confidence, and the driver knows that. I always love it when they start telling the stories about when they cheated and how they got away with it at times. Because that's the beauty of NASCAR. Like, Daryl Waltrip has this great story where to make the car lighter, they they would have the frame, and where the frame was, and these are the old, old cars where you could do this. It was hot. They hollowed it out, and they added lead, or they added lead ball bearings to them. It's all ball bearings and these he days. Would, he yep. would start the race. At, he would have weight. He'd start the race, and he would let go of the ball bearings down the back stretch. A little bit by well, little that's bit. How people trip, and that's and that's how he he mm-hmm. they took the weight out I of the love car. That. And the beauty of the story is, is that they 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 go. We know your light. They we know your light. It says here your light. And they they went. We're looking under the car, and where they jacked the car up, where the jack met the frame, the jack covered the hole <laughs> where he was letting out the ball bearings. So they're looking over and they're cussing. They go, I can't find a GD thing. Because they're wow. covering up where yeah, they right, were coming right, right. The prestige the in prestige. NASCAR. Did, yep. You know what's great about this? So they have these very serious inspections. I know we yep. got to go soon. We are at Daytona. I'm walking around with the camera. This would have been a dream scenario for any NASCAR fan in the world to be able to go back there behind the pit and actually go to the inspections. And I am walking around with a camera not knowing what the bleep I am doing. I don't even know that this is inspection. I don't know what's going on. It's, you know, however many days before, whatever. And I'm walking back there, and I have breached the boundary of where everybody's supposed to go. And these are serious officials that are monitoring everything. I could be a teammate. 
I could be a teammate of Tony Stewart at the time, helping him rig the inspection process. And some guy goes, how'd you get back there? Like screamed at me because I have breached the line. They for said, inspection. They said in the day, like in the 80s and leading up, like now because of security measures, you know, post 9-11. Yeah, oh yeah. But it's also where there were guys, the fans will tell stories where they're like, hey, I was like, and it's true, like guys were like 17, 18 years old, and they would sneak into the pits <laughs> and they would just go, I'll glue your lug nuts. All right. <laughs> and so you'd have guys who were gluing Richard Petty's lug nuts. <laughs> you you'd have guys who were gluing Dale, Earn- like Dale Earnhardt's lug nuts. Like they were just. I'll help you out. All right, free labor because they'll, you know, they're yeah. always done to do it on the cheap. But I, I just, I don't know. I, Daryl Waltrip, like he would win races and blow it up mm-hmm. on purpose because he knew he was cheating. So he'd redline it and blow it on purpose <laughs> so they incredible. couldn't check it. Would blow it all out of there. I always love those stories. The the only thing that would have been better from last week, first two racers that finished first and second were disqualified, right? Mm-hmm. How great would it have been if Danica Patrick was in third and they gave Danica Patrick her first ever victory and that's how she won it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 